some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. And float <laughs>
abortion should be something that we embrace. No, I think that we're way past the idea that they haven't declared war on us. They have declared war on us. So today, we're, we're going to be we're, we're going to be talking with Coy Griffin. We're going to talk about the New, New Mexico audit. You know, we had Dave and Aaron on. We talked a little bit about that. But I want to talk about, I want to talk about this with Coy because he is one of the sitting council members. So without any further ado, and by the way, there's some other stuff you need to know about Coy that you probably already know. He's a patriot. They attacked him for being on the grounds at the Capitol. Not inside, on the grounds. Because we don't own that either. No, no, no. They own it. Now we're going to talk about the corrupt machines. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Coy in. Coy, welcome to the show. Joe, thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor to be on with you. My cowboy brother from another mother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love you, man. Hey, brother, is that, is, is that a gun behind you? No, I think it's a ghost. <laughs> it is? It's a ghost. Uh, it's a ghost. Yeah. It's one of those scary ones. Yeah, scary ones. <laughs> it looks like it's shooting by itself, even. I mean, I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's the one Alec Baldwin used to own, that one right there. Yeah. Oh, too soon, brother. Too soon. It's too soon. So, so, I am from New Mexico, though. So. Yeah. So you can, you, you can get away with any of that stuff. I can get away with a little of it. Yes, sir. All right. So, so how's it going? How's it going? How, how is it going in New Mexico? You know, you just summed it all up a second ago whenever you were just speaking about everything going on across our country. Um, probably uh, most of the, the worst political attacks um, are happening right here in New Mexico. Uh, we have issues that, um, you know, of course, range from our election integrity, the voter fraud that we know that took place, as you mentioned, that David came out to the county where I'm a county commissioner at. Um, and uh, really opened our eyes to a lot of the stuff that's going on there. But, but the issues we're really having right now are with the Forest Service. Um, you know, they're, 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 the attack on our, our ranchers out here in New Mexico, those that uh, have ownership of allotments that are leases on federal land to run their cows. Uh, the Forest Service right now is cutting their numbers back to where um, they're forcing them out of business, where there's no way that they can make a living on the amount of cows that they're able to run so i mean it just it's it's like the the government is our worst enemy right now unfortunately for any of those that still believe in our country but um but i believe the battles the battle's worth fighting i believe the victory is ours as we trust in the lord jesus christ and uh, i i still hang on the cusp that the best is yet to come well i mean we yesterday we had um garrick uh, Fernbau on. Uh, you know who Garrick is? I'm not sure. I don't think so. So Garrick is a retired Navy SEAL. Uh, he was on SEAL Team 3, SEAL Team 5. Um, he was the one that the, uh, they tried to accuse of throwing uh, pipe bombs at protesters in Portland, which he never did. And, you know, uh, the thing that they probably had to get to at the, at the very end is that um, th that probably wouldn't be what he did. That, that's not how I would react if I was a SEAL, <laughs> sure. right? Um, but one of the things he said is that he thinks it's unavoidable. And so we've been having conversations about what is unavoidable and what is avoidable. And I'm trying to convince him that, hey, look, we're, we're at a place where we can take our country back if we can stand together. And so I do believe that, um, as you do, and I'm trying to, you know, instill not hope, but strategic pathways that allow for us to get to a, 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 a consensus. And the consensus is, is that we know that the election was stolen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the legal and the legal framework that you mentioned, Joel, is there. It Joe is there. It's it's our constitution, it's constitutional law. You know, I mean today in our our county commission meeting, I'm not sure um, if this route has ever been taken before, but today I are leading up to this meeting, I had our county attorney draft a cease and desist order uh, for the United States Forest Service on the actions that they're taking. Um, against the people of my county and our county sheriff is going to hand deliver that season desist order to the uh, Forest Service supervisor um, and I hope to be in attendance whenever that uh, season desist order is uh, delivered because um, as you mentioned we have an avenue um, it's a legal avenue 
um, it's a constitutional avenue and it goes through the channels of local government. We have got to stand behind our sheriffs. If we get drawn into a, a battle, Joe, we can't be doing it each man on, their, on our own. We have to do it organized strategically behind our county sheriffs because according to the law, um, they are the highest jurisdiction in each county that they serve in. And uh, as we strengthen them, they can, they can fight to get our rights, freedoms, and our country back. All right, so so we work on we work on the things that are necessary with the sheriffs, right? We we work those things on the sheriffs. The sheriffs still have to make a recommendation to have somebody charged, and it has to go to a DA's office. And the radical left has done a really good job of infiltrating the DA's office around the country. So so how do we work that problem? How are you? You know, um, I don't see I don't see why we can't take care of these actions on the local level through the you know, through our own courts, if it be the magistrate court, you know, we have our own judges, we have our own uh, local judges, and um, we have our local laws, and and those laws need to be uh, respected, and they need to be enforced, and those laws I'm speaking about are constitutional laws that pertain to our rights, our freedoms, our liberties. Um, When those things go to be encroached upon, um, if your local official isn't doing all he can to defend those rights, then I would say that they would be in violation of their oath of office because nowadays so many elected officials get bound so much, Joe, by, well, we got to follow state mandates. We got to follow federal mandates. We've got to follow state law. No, you have to honor your oath of office. Whenever I took my office as a county commissioner, I didn't swear an oath to the state of New Mexico nor the federal government. I swore an oath to the people inside of my county. And if I deem certain mandates or laws to coming down the pipe as to be unconstitutional, now it is my, my oath, my duty to my oath to stand in the gap to protect those mandates from reaching the people that have put me into office. And if we can gain that mindset on a local level, where we're willing to make any sacrifice and go to any cost in order to protect the rights and the freedoms of those that has entrusted us in county commission, mayor, you know, city councilor, um, those offices, those offices are the most important offices in our country today because that's where the voice of the people is first made manifest. That's where our republic is brought to life is through local offices and 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 through the most important political office and that's the office of county sheriff so many times we get our county sheriffs bound in this law enforcement office and though the law is put in the sheriff's charge his his job is a political job it's not how many seizures you can get and how many tickets you can write it's about how strong do you stand in defense of our constitution because the sheriff is the most important a badge and put him in charge of the law, Joe. Okay, so uh, we, I, I saw the I saw the the hearing that you had with with uh, David and Aaron uh, Clements, and they yes. Um, you know, they were very thorough in what they talked about that's happening in the machines. And you had your county clerk and recorder that was there that was fighting every step of the way. It seemed to be a lack of, and this is just my opinion, right, and of what I'm observing, it seemed to be a lack of curiosity and a lot of defensiveness with a person who stated inside of it that she didn't have a lot of knowledge on the inner workings of the machines. So why, why is it, do you think, that we're facing our we're, we're facing this resistance, not even cur- no curiosity, no, hey, let's, let's study this, let's look into it, yeah. let's, let's see what the, the reality of it is. Why the, the starch just, no, we're not, nothing to see here. I know, I, I hear you, and you can probably feel my frustrations, as I said on that board, because um, this didn't just start. Uh, our county clerk, who is a Republican, mind you, Um, has been very against the audit from the very get-go. And the reason why is because they have so much confidence in their own system. You know, they talk about how they've already done internal audits and they talk about how they certify the machines and verify the machines. And it's like, it's almost like these clerks get this mindset like they're taking care of their baby. 
you know, whenever, um, I, I'm not, I've tried to relate to my county clerk. I'm not, I'm not suspecting you of anything. I'm just saying, what if, what if there is technology that can hack into this machine and manipulate the numbers? And instead of a response back, like, well, you know, instead it's like absolutely not there's no way that could happen we have we've certified them three or four times so that's the response i've been getting back from a republican county clerk and in my county thank god we're of a very conservative fabric a con very conservative nature and i've been posed with the question joe many times as why are you guys doing this audit in otero county you guys are so conservative do you think that Trump won more votes? And all I'm doing is just trying to get an audit engaged. And I'm trying to get it engaged in a very conservative county with the Republican county clerk. And it has been almost impossible to do in a conservative county. So any of those counties out there, the more compromised counties, um, they're not they're never going to get it started so what i'm hoping that i can do through my position joe is get a blueprint started that could carry over to other conservative counties and if we can show enough fraud in the conservative counties then we will further leverage the bigger more liberal counties to audit their elections and we can produce the evidence that we need in order to to decertify the elections is which we know that at the end of the day is what needs to happen. Okay. So, so right now you have a bunch of evidence. It, you, you but, know, but the audit's yeah. not complete. No, audit's not complete. And you can't get access to certain bits of information that are necessary in order to do validation. So they keep you away from those pieces. I've been sent letters from our secretary of state joe that is threatening to prosecute me using electorate laws criminally come after me only because i'm engaging an audit on the county level that's how guarded they are at the top but why what's what's the reason behind it because they know they're fraudulent you know they know that they're they, they know that our elections uh were fraudulent um now if it was fraud because of our own negligence and we just allowed too many opportunities to cheat or if it was fraud inside strategic with malicious and with ill intent that's still to be determined but at the end of the day we know that there was fraud in our elections i mean that's i believe that every american could pretty much agree um to that the the, the depths the amount where it came from those are all the questions I believe that we could have answered on our local county level. But yet Trump never pushed, you never hear Trump talk about really encouraging audits on the county level. You, you, I, I don't hear Mike Lindell coming out and really having that strong message to audit on the county level. I never hear any real emphasis on that. And to me, I think that's where the real answer lies is on the county level. If we really want to get to the bottom of it, and that's the only thing we want to do, we don't want to do anything else. If we only want to get to the bottom of it, we will dig in on the county level and we will find out on the county level. So we've got some stuff that I want to walk through with you. We've got some, some video footage um, that I think that uh, um, talking about how Dominion voting machines can fill in votes. So they, they've said a lot yeah. of things at Dominion. One, they're not connected to the internet, which they are. We already know that it's based on a fixed function where they can actually do a fixed point. They can they can create ballots out of thin air. But I'm, I'm going to play a few things for you, and then I'm going to show you some things. So this right here is a cut of uh, Jeff Lindbergh, and it's going to be that Dominion voting machines can fill in votes. So I'd like to go ahead and play it. Let's play cut A3. Brand new there that I did not realize is that the way the ADA unit works is that uh, you do the vote with the ADA unit. ADA for is stands for? For the uh, American Disabilities Act. What's the actual equipment called? I forget. ATI. ATI is the equipment, yeah. But it's, it's for you know disabled people to be able to vote. Um, and the ballot uh, then gets fed into the tabulator. And it's fed into the same slot, correct? 
Selena, it's fed into the same slot. And it actually votes the ballot. And it reverses it. So you can check to see that it voted correctly. And I took a picture of one of these. And on there, it looks like it was hand filled in. It's not computer generated. You know, computer generated is a perfect oval filled in. Yeah. Instead, it, it in their software, they've for some reason purposely made it so that it doesn't look like it was computer generated. Okay? Then you turn around and you feed that ballot back in and now it tabulates that ballot. I have a huge problem with that. Having a tabulator that can modify a vote. Okay, now in this case it's great. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with people with disabilities voting. I want them to be able to vote, okay? I want to do everything possible sure. to make it easy for them to vote. Sure. But not with this mechanism. A tabulator should never, ever be able to vote a ballot, okay? And these tabulators that you're using today can, okay? That's a problem, and here's why. If you, everything's in this, I'm not saying it's occurring, I'm saying as a bad guy, I love it, because all I gotta do is change the logic slightly, and I put in a voted ballot, and I see, I, sorry, I see that, didn't mean to wake you up, Robin. <laughs> I see that uh, uh, the, the machine sees that I didn't vote on some down ballot race. So it votes for me. It reverses the ballot. And what do we do when it reverses? We just feed it back in. Now what I need to tell you, because of my travels, that we saw something very unusual occurring across the country that is out of spec. In Georgia, the reversal rate on the tabulators was between 15 and 20 percent. And I said, what did you do? Well, we just feed it a second time and then it takes it. Sometimes we have to feed it a third time and it takes it. But it always takes it. So you've got to stop and say, what's going on here? Why is the tabulator reversing the ballot in the first place and then it takes it on the second or third try? Are you talking? 15 to 20% reversing the ballot. Yeah. And, and and the machine makes the ballot look like it's been hand hand filled out. Yeah. Why why would why would somebody want to make a ballot where it looks like the circle's been filled in with a sharpie, but you're doing it on a computer generated ballot? It it wouldn't just you want, you wouldn't know, you want to know? Just wouldn't you one more thing that smells? Wouldn't you want to know all the ballots that were actually filled out by computers? Wouldn't that make more sense to be able to differentiate between the two? Yeah. I mean, it, I think I that's what it. we're dealing with. You know, my, my issue is not, it is the fact that there's so much evidence. You have 2,000 mules, which we'll talk a little bit about. But um, there's, a, there's a meme that came out um, that I thought was funny. So we're going to put up a funny meme, Mr. Producer. It's in the uh, CD Content Collab. Uh, deal. It's the last one that uh, was put in there. Uh, th this meme, I think, is uh, make you laugh a little bit, maybe make you cry a little bit. We got that, Mr. Producer? Okay, so um, it took 2,000 mules. So here's what it says. I think you're getting ready to put it up. It took 2,000 mules to install one jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't see it yet. But, I mean, I thought it was funny, so I figured I'd let you do that before we go to our ad read. Um, I'm going to do a <laughs> read room for one of our sponsors, if you don't mind. Um, today's podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. If you live in a rural area, it's hard to reach by road. Or if you uh, like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or you just drive a lot, um, you know, God forbid something happened to you. But if something does, we want to make sure that you're absolutely covered. Um, health insurance won't always cover the, the cost of an air medical flight. Um, that's the wrong one, Mr. Producer. Um, but in case of a uh, emergency medical flight, Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered every need, if you ever needed to be air medically transported. There's no deductibles at all. Um, if, for being a, a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast, you'll actually receive a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today, up to a $50 Visa gift card. You can also get a, a card from Amazon, but we don't, we don't do Amazon. We don't do business with Amazon over here at Conservative Daily. Um, so get over to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily 
and get your $50 gift card. Okay, Mr. Producer, do we have the picture now? Do we have it yet? Still don't have it. All right, we're trying. We're trying over here. We, we have the 2,000 mules we're playing tonight um, in Castle Rock. And uh, it's going to be a full house, so half of the production team had to go over to make sure we could get that all set up for everyone. So we, as we started looking at some of the things that happened in your area, I want to show you something if I can. Mr. Producer, put up A4. This is a vote selection and casting of the ballot, which is what they were talking about. And the audit, and let me just read this. It's section 2.3. And this is um, inside of Dominion. And it says, vote selection and casting of the ballot. Audiovisual voting is provided by allowing a voter to listen to and or view the vote options and select their choices using a combination of an audio tactile uh, interface, ATI and the touchscreen monitor. Once a voter has finished making a selection, the ballot printer produces the ballot that is, that is inserted into the tabulator and handles it like all other paper ballots. So the, the issue is, is that the documentation for additional review of proposed design flaw on Dominion image cache evolution voting system, um, this is a review that was done in by SLI compliance. Are you familiar with this in 2019? So, so this is, there's an inquiry by the New York state board of elections and it goes through some of the issues related to dominion voting systems. And this was in 2019, the package was prepared for the operational staff, of the New York state board of education in preparation for the board meeting on the 29th of, of April of 20, um, of, of, excuse me, 2019. And in here they go through very clearly, the things that are problems, they're absolute problems in Dominion source code. Did you know about this when you guys uh, accepted Dominion voting systems? No, I had no, I had no uh, influence in accepting Dominion voting systems. That was a contract negotiated by the state of New Mexico, which totaled $52 million, Joe. And if you do the math on $52 million by the amount of voters in New Mexico, that math figures out to $12,000 per registered voter. That's the amount of money the state of New Mexico swindled out of the state because we know that Dominion is just a scam. At the end of the day, when you look at Dominion, all it is is a tabulator. You, you can go to Walmart and buy tabulators, you know? I mean, it's just a... It's just a tabulator that, that, that stores the most important data that we can store, and that's the will of the American people. And whenever you, still, whenever you store anything that's digitally on a digital device, there's always, uh, there's always the, the possibility of hackers, you know? Hackers hack into stuff that's digital. And whenever we have a government today that is paying hackers not to hack into our food supply, our energy sector, is evidence that these hackers, hackers are operating outside of governmental control. So who's to say these hackers can't hack into our electorate? You know, I mean, we're foolish, Joe, for putting our confidence in these machines. What I'm fixing to do here in Otero County is I'm going to call a public hearing. It's going to probably be inside the next week. And at this hearing, I'm going to I'm going to uh, pose the agenda item to get to do away with our Dominion voting machines. At this public hearing, I'll have an action item that our commissioners will vote on, and uh, and I want to do away with the Dominion voting machines, give them back to the state of New Mexico, and go to paper only ballots with a hand count and voter ID in our county. And I think that we can do it inside of our county. I think that we have. Uh, the legal structure, again, that we can stand on to do it. Do we have okay. the guts and the willpower? I don't know. Okay, so let's, I'm a, I'm a math guy. So there's how many voters in New Mexico? I'm not sure the number of voters. I don't know. I just know that whenever you do the math, it comes out um, to around $12,000 per registered voter on a 52. Uh, in New Mexico, I think there's one, about a million and a half people, I think. Right at okay. two million or million that are, re that are yeah. registered voters. 
Oh, I, yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how 1. many 1.15. Okay, so I just, I, I want to make sure that we are absolutely um, on point with with total costs, right? So Yeah, and I and I appreciate that. I, I would appreciate doing somebody doing the research and the math because, again, that's what I've been, I, I need to quit shooting so much from the hip. I need to do Don't shoot from research. the hip on that because it's actually about $45 per voter. So it, oh, it, no. it was 1.15. <laughs> So I want to be really careful. Twelve thousand. Remember, you ever seen the the memes out there where you and I'm and I'm not saying that because I'm sure somebody gave you that information, but they did. They, they, no, <laughs> it's not true. Thank you. And and guys, we, we want to make sure I don't we're want fake news. <laughs> yeah, we just we just want to make sure that when we say something, it's absolutely accurate. And as a math person, absolutely. my mind went boom. Uh, it's not billions. I appreciate millions. That. Okay, so. I'll, I'll let you yell at me later for that. So, so, no, so as, we can all be led astray, and I, yeah. yeah, and I, I'm a headline reader, not so much as a researcher, and that's a that's not something I'm proud of. Well, so one of the things with our voting systems is that yeah, poll watchers and yeah, people that volunteer to watch it, and the the interesting there was a, there was a report or a study that came out that said that the average cost of an election if done on paper, would save the taxpayers nearly 70%. Have you seen that study? That it costs about 30% of the total cost to administer an election on paper versus what we're paying for electronically. Why would we do it if it costs so much more? Uh, yeah, well, because it's the way that they keep getting elected. You know, it's because if it's handled digitally, then it's it's compromised, you know, and, and they can manipulate those numbers. If we go paper, you can't manipulate paper, you know, and uh, and I get I sometimes I get blowback saying, oh, it's going to be so much to take so much time to count the votes. You could put a team. I don't care if you're living in a populated area, put a team of hundreds of people together and have them count all the same stacks of ballots and match the numbers together and make sure you come up with the same number. And everybody's happy, you know. I mean, it could it could be many times in order to do things right, you have to simplify things, and our electorate is one of them. Well, and and just so you know, they, they keep saying that there's not a lot of fraud that's happening, and I don't I don't want to um, I, I want to be really careful not to say. I mean, this is one of the things that I think is is interesting is that we keep finding. Um, we keep finding more and more election fraud and they're actually going through and, and, uh, prosecuting these people. But in Virginia, Mr. Producer put up, if you would, um, B2, the headline reads, uh, uh, Virginia Democrat County supervisor indicted on 82 felonies in election fraud scheme. Um, if you go to B3, Mr. Producer, a Democrat County supervisor in Buchanan County, Virginia, has been indicted on 82 felony counts stemming from alleged election fraud and corruption scheme following a two-year state police investigation, including the charges filed against Trey Atkins of the county's Knox District are 34 counts of false statements related to election fraud and 11 counts of absentee voting violations. Um, and then as it goes into it, a grand jury handed down the indictment and the case was being prosecuted by the Commonwealth's attorney for nearly for nearby Russell County, Zach Stutes. According to the grand jury's report, Atkins has relied on an absentee ballot har vote harvesting scheme since he was first elected to public office in 2011, repeating the process in his 2015-2019 bids for re-election. All told, Trey Atkins will face 34 counts of false statements, election fraud, 11 counts of absentee voter Procedure violations, eight counts of public embezzlement, 11 counts of forgery of public records, 15 counts of uh, uttering public records, um, and three counts of conspiracy to make a false statement on election fraud. Indicted alongside Democratic Supervisor Trey Adkins is his aunt, Sherry Lynn Bailey, who herself is facing 12 charges stemming from the alleged election fraud scheme, bringing the total number of charges filed to a whopping 94. Bailey will face four counts of false statements, four counts of conspiracy to make a false statement and four counts of forgery of public record. So this is just Ooh. one, one thing. One, we, we have 2000 rules. Exactly. So, so we have a system that's, that's compromised. that's designed to actually defraud the American people and take away their vote, take away their voice. And then on the other side, you have mules like this guy, but there's nothing to see here and no one is investigating it. 
It's because our it's because we don't have justice in our country today, Joe. It's it's just because we our our judicial system's been weaponized and used politically. I mean, it's the it's a it, it follows the same model that the KGB uh, over in Russia. You know, I mean, it's it's very sad to say about our FBI and our CIA and our Secret Service and our Capitol Police and all our DOJ, our all our higher upper level. Uh, you know, judicial justice systems—they're um, compromised. You know, they're—they're not—they're not applying the law blindly, and they're not—they're not upholding our law. They—they—they they, they do things like throw me in solitary confinement for three weeks on a misdemeanor charge of trespass, and then let let pedophiles and violent criminals go um, without spending a night in jail. You know, it's just. It's the frustration that is felt by so many Americans right now, but I think it's at its boiling point. I really do believe. I think that I don't think it's going to continue. Um, they can't continue to hide the fraud that is so evident. I don't believe, anyways. Right, and, the, so and the 2,000 mules, you know, it's the it's the media. That's what people actually have to see it to believe it. Sometimes, you know, I mean. And whenever you see the videos of these people stuffing these ballot boxes full of ballots, what more evidence do you need? You know, I mean, how how much more evidence do we have to, to, to put before you in order for you to quit calling us crazy because we think our elections were rigged, you know? Well, I think, you know, actually I don't know, but I think that uh, at some point, they're they're pushing us against the they're creating a line in the sand. They're using this extremist uh, uh, language because they're afraid of what's happening next. They've declared war on us. I mean, the, the radical left has declared war on us, and they have cheated to get to the position that they're in right now. And and I am I have not been I have not been silent on this at all. I've said, listen, we we've already they've already declared war. They've already cut first blood. And now we have a movie yeah. that came out in two thousand mules that backs up the 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 people part of it, the organized crime part of it, and then over here you have the machine part of it, and yet they're continuing to double down as they are destroying the fibers of our society at the same time. So I would ask you, Coy, how do we work the problem? I mean, what is the solution? I've, I've told people what my solution is. Violence begets violence. We do not want to be violent. No. But, but what is the no, solution? No, but, yeah. I uh, putting you on the spot. You know, at the end Careful of the day, Joe, as believers, um, we know that the only one that can save us now is the Lord Jesus Christ and Himself. You know, I mean, I I truly do believe that we're we're past the point of being rescued politically. Um, if God wanted to bring our nation back through the realm of politics, uh, President Trump would be sitting in office right now because. We know that God is the one that giveth and God is the one that taketh away. And we, we know that our electorate was rigged. Uh, we know that there was cheating. But at the end of the day, when we consider the sovereignty of God, we have to understand that God is the one that allowed everything to take place. I mean, I'm sorry to break it to anybody, but God allowed this to happen. So then if, if God allowed this to happen, um, then we have to sit back and go, well, why would God have allowed Joe, the presidency of Joe Biden? And I myself believe that uh, people started putting too much confidence and trust in the person of Donald Trump. It's almost like we started forming this golden calf with Donald Trump thinking that he was going to be our savior. And the real savior... waiting for us to come back to him and acknowledge him. So, um, you know, we have to be a nation that comes back to God. We have to be a nation as, as I prayed from the steps of the Capitol on January 6th, as the Lord led me up to the inaugural side on the West side, I prayed second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14 over our nation, because our nation must repent. Our nation must acknowledge that things are evil. And I think that that is happening with, with the, with the recent opinion coming out, the leaked opinion, um, come not the official yet coming out of the Supreme Court, it looks like that our nation is once again going to turn to an area to protect life, which we should, you know. And um, 
I can see big things happening. I can see good things happening. I can see a lot of bad things happening as well. But I believe that our, our day of victory is going to come when God moves all the strategic pieces into place, slams everything together, and even the non-believer is going to have to step back and go, that, was only, that could have only happened by God. And, and when we have a day like that, it's going to be a great day because it's going to be a day um, of victory for those that have been being oppressed so horribly. So if, I want to I want to bring I'd something like to up. Say that we can wanna, pass a resolution and we can get it back. And but I mean God, but God wants to use us on the local level. You know, I mean um, God wants us to act in faith. God wants us to be active. You know, I mean God 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 blesses actions of faith whenever you do so uh, through a really a humble heart of prayer trusting in God moving in a direction that God you feel like God is moving you to asking God for wisdom and strength and boldness and courage and and God will begin to raise David's up all across the United States in a powerful way and and I think that we will get our country back but grassroots. What, That's why what, I always go back to local. What What are we? Are Are we not a a David? Are we not a body of David? Are we not? Amen. And if we want to look at it, can we can we look at ourselves as one body of David? So that we we have to have arms and we have to have legs and we have to have a mind. Can we operate fluidly as the David to beat the Goliath, which is the devil among us that has permeated our society? And and I want to read this to you. Second Peter three nine. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Amen. Amen. And to, and to, and to answer your question, I believe that we can, as we seek God in spirit and in truth, as we humble ourselves and esteem one another better than ourselves, um, as we keep the, the, the great prize in Christ Jesus in our focus, God and country in our focus, I believe that we can move fluidly as one body in, in, in a way that you, you say, unfortunately, on the conservative side today, what we call the conservative side, we see a lot of division, we see a lot of backbiting, we see a lot of slander. Um, and unfortunately, many times that comes from people who are, are greedy and are selfish and are wanting to profit off of this movement. It's, we're capitalists by nature. so. Being capitalists, we just think, how, where's money and opportunity? Money and opportunity. And then you have these leaders in the, in the MAGA movement that are more focused on selling T-shirts and books than they are selling our, uh, saving our country. And whenever you, you get to that greedy, evil, wicked mix in there, then you have division. Then you have, then you have one camp going this way and one camp going that way. And... Uh, but there's always going to be one camp, and that's a remnant that God has saved solely for himself through the shed blood of his only begotten Jesus Christ. Those Amen. that are truly born again of the Spirit and truly understand kingdom principle and recognize that there's nothing of value in this world worth sacrificing your eternal inheritance. There's many of us with that mind, and that will be the saving grace of our country. Well, I, I have to tell you, it, it, it's we're so equally yoked. I do need to do an ad read for one of our sponsors, and then I got a, I got a, a couple more questions I want to ask you about what's happening in New Mexico. Um, it, you know, this this part of the podcast is brought to you by IP Vanish. We're tired of seeing that someone's always always watching you on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, or you're concerned about your privacy of your identity. IP Vanish helps you stay safe. Browsing the internet without exposing your private details. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even your Fire Stick when streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. Your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history is completely shielded. Even your physical location will be hidden. Um, it makes you virtually in invisible online. Um, you can use it on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Um, and you will not want to go after you get it. You won't want to go online uh, without IPVanish being activated. So IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. It's easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you watch, search, and buy. 
Uh, take your privacy back with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily. The slash daily is important. So ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and save 70%. And just as a disclaimer, they don't tell me this, but as I'm starting to use it uh, more and more on everything that we have, if you have different uh, apps that are tied to your computer, excuse me, your, uh, you know, like Bluetooth devices and things like that, it does have to make sure that it can, uh, it can uh, verify. So you'll have to turn it off and then turn it back on when you're using some of those apps. So ipvanish.com. All right. Well, I, I have some questions for you. And, and, Good. and I'm, you know, I, I have not been as mad as I was when you came back from the, the trial that you had. And ah. they, they found you, they found you guilty of illegally entering the Capitol grounds. Yes. Trespassing on the Capitol yes. grounds. Was there something, a moratorium, a sign up that says no trespassing? Were you not allowed on the grounds? Is it normal? Like if you were to go there today, it's open. You can walk on the grounds. So why were you found trespassing? Because you're praying? Partners, God is my witness, Joe. Um, on that day, I walked down with, to the Capitol with only one call, and that was to go pray with people. Um, right. And whenever I got down to the area that they said that I crossed into a restricted zone at, um, it was a block retaining wall that was probably about five feet tall. And there was people sitting all down the, the wall. There was people walking all over around the grounds. There was no signage. There was no marking. There was nothing. Joe, in, in, in my trial, there was a Secret Service agent, Special Agent Howell. She's a 22-year veteran of the service. Whenever she was on the stand, my defense attorney had photographs and videos of the front of the Capitol on January 6th. And he asked Special Agent Howell if she would please identify where the restricted zone was. And she couldn't even identify where it was at, Joe. You know, it was... It was scattered bike racks. It was ribbon on the ground. It was there was no signage. There was not even a, a anybody walking around with a megaphone telling you that you needed to leave. It was the opposite. They were telling you to keep moving forward. So it was a complete setup. So so it's a complete. I mean, look, I, I I we know it's a setup, but a judge. You chose to put this in front of a judge, not a jury but a judge. Bench trial. Washington, D.C., that would be like winning the Powerball to get a jury that was non-partial in Washington, D.C. So I had a, <clears throat> I had a Trump-appointed judge, Judge Trevor McFadden, and um, I was really trusting and praying that he was going to follow the law and he was going to do the right thing. And um, unfortunately, um, he only did half of that by my acquittal on the disruptive and disorderly charge. That was a right call, but he missed the restricted zone charge. And I don't know if you know this, Joe, but only one week after my trial, another man by the name of Matthew Martin from Albuquerque, New Mexico, went before the same judge, Trevor McFadden. Yeah. Mr. Martin was, was charged with the same charge, bench trial. But Trevor McFadden found Martin not guilty on the entering the restricted zone charge. And Martin went all the way inside of the Capitol building. I didn't even go inside the Capitol building. I stayed on the outside. And McFadden found me guilty, but, acquit, but acquitted Martin. Now, and, and McFadden, he, he, he backed up his opinion by saying, well, the Capitol Police waved Martin inside the Capitol. And that's why he found him not guilty on the restricted zone charge. But yet in my trial, the McFadden's main focus was where I had crossed over into the restricted zone. And he never even entertained that in the Martin trial. He just acquitted him on it because he said they waved him into the Capitol. Now, figure that one out if you're somebody who follows the law. I mean, how could McFadden find Martin not guilty and me guilty whenever Martin was inside the Capitol. Well, I think that the, the point would be is that it's unequal application of the law, and I think that you were a higher value target. And again, I'm, I'm only speculating onto it. I can't get into the mind of the judge. He also could have had more access to information in that case than he did have in yours. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I know that the, some of the evidence was withheld, 
um, in your case when you went up for that for that bench, was it not? Um, y'all, yeah, you know, it, the 14,000 hours of capital surveillance footage that we've been filing and filing and filing, denied, 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 you know, the, the surveillance footage is going to tell the story. That's why the government doesn't want to release it, you know. It, the lies and the the evil that has been taking place through this, Joe, with, with the government saying that Officer Brian Sicknick had been beaten to death with the fire extinguisher the evening of January 6th, but then just so chance he happens to die the next day. And Sicknick's mom wrote me an email and told me that I was a use. I, I think she used the terminology that I was a useless piece, piece of flesh or something. I mean, really hateful. Yeah. Um, just because I question things. The, the death of Roseanne Boylan, the government said that she had died of a drug overdose. And that was repeated over and over and over so unfairly to the memory of Roseanne Boylan, who had been clean off of drugs for 15 years. And she was beaten to death in the tunnel, the West Tunnel of the Capitol. We've se I bet you've seen the videos. I have. I saw the very girl, Myla Norris, I believe is her name, that beat her to death. Was one of the M was one of the MVP guests at the Super Bowl this last year with Michael Antifa Fanoni. You know, I mean, it's like it's unbelievable. It really is. But the tragedy of all tragedies, and I always have to say this name, Joe. And if there's one name you can't forget, it's the name of Jacob Lane. Jacob Jake is still in prison right now. And he saved two lives on January 6th. Both of those people have signed sworn affidavits. And he needs to be released from jail. So j just so you know, I had a conversation on Monday morning with Jake Lang. He called me oh, from, you did? Yeah, from the jail in Virginia. We are going to be going live with Jake next Wednesday. So uh, we'll be having an oh. update from Jacob Lang. And I have to tell you, I was sitting there with my pastor when it happened. And I, I got to basically talk through how he's doing. We got to pray with, with Jake. Praise God. And, um, you know, he's in great spirits. He only gets two hours out of his cell out of 24 hours, and they rotate it. So sometimes his two hours out could be at 3 o'clock in the morning. It could be at 1 o'clock in the morning. They, they put him on a schedule so that there's, there's no consistency. Uh, they just do as much as they can as to just push him around. But he is staying strong in his faith, which I think is absolutely amazing. That guy, that guy is is on a whole different level, brother. I promise you, man. Jake Lang, that guy is he's a he's an American hero. There's no other way to put him, you know. And uh, I, I I know I I met him. I met him on the West Side on the day of January sixth, um, and I stood there and visited with him a little bit. And Jake was doing all he could to help people on that day, man. He was he was he was trying to pull people from underneath the rubble, the piles of people. And Jake was, man, he was he was he had been in the thick of it. And uh, and he stood there for a little bit, and I talked to him for a little bit, and then he went right back in to try to go help more people. You know, um, he he's an, he's an, and whenever you talk to him, if you will, Joe. Please tell him that I that I that I ask about him and I'm, I'm I'm doing all I can to try to bring attention to him. Well, I got to tell you, I'll probably do one better than that. I'm going to talk to you after the show and see if I can have you uh, have the conversation with all of us next Wednesday. I'll bring you on again. Oh, that'd be you awesome, can, man. We we can pray for him. We'll just we'll just spend that entire hour just praying for him. Um, I, you know, someone just asked me to have you. We end every show. We're out of time. We end every show in a prayer. And normally, this is where I would pray for you. So, but everyone is asking if you would actually do the closing prayer of this. So uh, without any more time, because we're running out of time and we, we only have one hour and we're on Frank's speech, I'd like to turn it over to you to uh, end us in prayer. Absolutely. I'd be honored. Let us pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for technology, God. We thank you, Father, for the to be able to come together on these platforms, Lord God, and join our hearts in prayer, Lord God, our spirits in prayer, our minds in prayer, Father. And God, before, as we come humbly before you, God, we just pray for wisdom, Lord, in these days that we're in, Father. We pray, God, for our faith to be made strong and bold. We pray, Lord God, that we just may follow you, Father, and, and serve you, Lord. And God, we pray for our nation. 
Um, we pray for justice, Lord God. We pray, Father, for light to shine into every dark place and for every lie to be made known and for the truth to set every everybody free, Lord God. And Father, we pray for those guys from January 6th, Lord. Remember Jake laying in prayer, Lord, and just ask God that you... You just comfort his heart right now, Lord. May your peace flood into his heart and his mind, Lord God. And may you just strengthen him and let him know, Lord God, that we love him, that we pray for him, and that we stand with him and we look to be in his presence and busy with him soon, Lord. As we thank you, God, for all that you are and for the great hope that we have in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. 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 Coy, it is always great to have you on the podcast. God bless you. Cowboys for Trump. And I, I, I got to change it a little bit for you if I can and say Cowboys for America because that's really what you are as you're for this country. And I thank you for the sacrifice and, and serving your community as well and standing up for truth. Not, not someone's truth or your truth, but the absolute truth. So God bless you, Coy. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Joe. God bless. God bless you. Coy Griffin. What a great and honorable man. He's amazing. So I'm going to ask everybody to share this podcast if you can. Um, we are going to have Jake Lang on next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Uh, we will have it live on the show with uh, um, Frank Speech as well. We are now live at 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. on Frank Speech Lindell TV 2. Um, I want to thank all the listeners that, uh, and all the comments that you've made and all the encouragement and prayers that we've gotten as an organization and for all of our guests. It's been absolutely amazing. I want to ask everyone if they can become, first of all, go to, to support Mike Lindell. We're, we're on Lindell TV, and he's doing everything to support this country, our country, and bringing us back from the brink. Uh, go to MyPillow and use code CD21 and uh, save up to 66% there. You can also go to my store, which is set up for entrepreneurs. If you have your own business, go there, put your business products on there and show your support for other patriots by buying your products there as well. So you can also go and become a, uh, as a listener of conservative daily podcast, we do pursue a truth and fight for liberties. That's what we do. And it's all about truth. And I know they mock it and say, oh, it's not it's somebody else's truth. It's not real truth. No, it's absolute truth. And it's absolute truth that can, can be defended from every way, every argument out there. And that's what we talk about. As I just brought it up with Coy, it doesn't necessarily mean we're always right. It doesn't mean we're always right. And we had to correct it. I, I corrected the 12000 It's not 12000 It's $45. Still dramatically more than what it would cost if we just did hand ballots. Um, but we will continue to search and pro provide the most accurate information analysis we can in order to better serve our nation. But you, at Conservative Daily, you have the option to become a member with us. You can go to Conservative Daily, Conservative-Daily, and uh, become an advocate, defender, patriot, super patriot, or founder. Each membership option varies in access to discounts and extra content and uh, interactions with uh, hosts and guests. So get over to Conservative-Daily. We are going to be showing the um, movie tonight, uh, 2,000 Mules in Castle Rock. It's going to be a great showing. Um, we're going to have 17 over the last 30, next 30 days in multiple states, showings for the 2,000 mules. And if you want to do something like that as well, you obviously can send us a message at Conservative Daily. Conservative-Daily, you can go there and send us a message, and we'll try to get 2,000 mules to play in your area as well. I may even show up um, if, you, if you invite me. So um, the other thing is, is FEC United, we've got some great stuff. The People's Chamber of Commerce. We've got uh, FEC United. It's $60 to become a member. The People's Chamber of Commerce allows for you to put your membership for your business on there and to step away from the Chamber of Commerce and to build a social structure within our own communities where we can stand as patriots and as Americans. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you want to see us live, go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, and Frank Speech. Frank Speech is a great place to go. Again, support Mike Lindell and that great team over there. Again, a shout out to Logan and Brandon, two amazing people. Um, Brandon needs no introduction. Um, he is uh, a, a, just a, a guiding light, but uh, I want to talk about his team, which is really good over there at, at Frank Speech. They do an amazing amount of work. Um, but if you want to see us on the audio version, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, um, and Audible. Go over and give us a five-star review if you would, and then share it with someone that needs to hear it. You can also sign up the, the below for, um, to, to get our newsletter. You text the word FREEDOM to 89517. And I think that's pretty much about it. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central Time. 
And I just want you to know that God is at the wheel. There are so many amazing things that are happening. Have faith, act in that faith. And I'll leave you with this last thing if I can. Leave you with this last thing. And um, frankly, it's, uh, it's a scripture. And it's Deuteronomy um, 30, 19. And I put it up on some of the social deals. It says, I, I am now giving you the choice between life and death, between God's blessing and God's curse. And I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Choose life. God bless you all. See you tomorrow.